Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Hello and welcome to the uh, latest in our Dresden special Royal Blue podcast. Uh, we sat down myself, Philip Bride and uh, Everton editor Greg O'Keefe uh, a couple of hours after Everton lost their Dresden Cup opener to uh, Dynamo Dresden 2-1. Um, Greg, what, what's your feeling about the, the game and the performance? And obviously, you know, factoring in, I know, I know the manager and, and Jan Klutenberg have both tweeted, you know, a good workout, good intensity against two different teams in the second half. Of course, Dynamo start their season next week, but are you still underwhelmed by that performance? I am a bit underwhelmed, really. I, I don't think I saw enough attacking threat from Everton. The only outlet that they seem to have was Gerard De La Faye's pace. Um, Ross Barkley disappointed me a little bit. He's done much better in pre-season prior to this, but he didn't shine tonight, and I hoped he might do against the side. You know, uh, considerably a couple of levels down. Um, Kevin Rallas didn't really pull up any trees. A couple of cute passes into De La Feu, but really a player of his quality. And um, CV should be, you would hope, taking a game like this by the scruff of the neck. Um, yeah, you hear that all the time, don't you? When it's after pre-season game, it's the easy fall back. You know, it was a good test. Blah blah blah. But winning is a habit, and uh, I thought Everton was settling into that after the Barnes and MK Dons game. Um, Having said that, like, you know, I suppose given the restrictions on Kuma at the moment in terms of, you know, he's missing, uh, he obviously felt Lukaku wasn't quite sharp enough to play, so he's still missing someone who you'd imagine will be a key part of his attacking plans. But I'm sure we'll talk about it on this podcast. I just look at the midfield and, you know, to an extent the defence as well and just think one thing, we need signings. Yeah. There's definitely a feeling, isn't there? You know, we we talked about this just when we left the ground. You know, it's easy to say, and it you know, and it's obvious because the manager clearly is going to try and bring in players. But you know, that's that's other than the goalkeeper, that was the same squad that that Roberto Martinez had at his his disposal last season. And it's looking just just tired, isn't it? It's looking a bit aged. It's looking like it needs freshening up. And I know that sounds obvious and, and 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 clear as day, but. You know, we're two, well, tomorrow is, is two weeks until the start of the season. And, you know, it really feels like now that we really need to get the foot to the floor on, on signings and get them in. Now, hopefully, the calibre of player that Kuhn will bring in won't need a great deal of bedding in time. But we can't, you can't sort of assume that of every player, can we? You know, so it really is, it's not panic stations, but it's certainly a matter of urgency, isn't it? Yeah, I just think a look at the team that started really and just um, I failed to see even with the, the, the different approach and coaching methods of Koeman I failed to see how, that, how they're going to really build on what we had last season Now, yeah, you'd hope that he would bring an approach that would mean they're going to finish in the top half of the table and obviously win more games than 
they did last term but really you know given so much talk about uh, marquee signings and you know stimulus to the squad I think it needs a bit of quite a bit of fresh blood um, don't forget the lads who've departed Pienaar, Osman Hibbert haven't been replaced yet mm. uh, and I think new signings get the most out of what you've got as well I think you know you only look at the fact that Darren Gibson has started did he start the last three well the first three pre-season mm. games uh, didn't start didn't start MK Dons no, no. he did Barnsley and, and he started and played tonight again yeah, yeah. there's a reason why he didn't have an impact last season um, I just don't know I, like I say Everton may well wait until the end of the window to do the signing so uh, perhaps we might be having to be patient in terms of a you know a full throttle start to the campaign um, John Stones played tonight played almost 70 minutes I think the general feeling certainly between ourselves that he played very well um, you know particularly in the first half I thought he looked he, at times looked excellent um, mm. and with Jerry he was probably the best best of the Everton bunch really yeah. um, obviously as, as we've just recalled this you know reports have, have emerged uh, from from the national press um, that obviously City feel that they're that actually despite in mean, contrary mm. to, to suggestions earlier in the week that, that Everton and City are actually quite a way apart in their valuation and the, and the suggestion in the reports is that City are starting to play hardball and are unwilling to you know be held to ransom which is quite you know makes you laugh really given that you know the, the price is there everything you know it's known to everybody um, yet as you said to me then just, be, just before we started recording that Guardiola is you know he's, he's desperate to sign him he's publicly spoken about it. so it's, it's a very strange situation are they playing games? I think they are playing games I think it, it's it's immediately contradictory some of the back page reports from the national papers you know he's desperate to sign him but they won't be held to ransom Yeah. you know last week uh, or earlier this week it was that they were close Closer negotiations now; they're miles apart. City blowing hot and cold. Really, do they think he's worth fifty million or not? You know, what message? What message is this sending to John Stones about how much they really want him? You know, you, you know the way football works. Maybe people at City are telling him, "Look, we really do want you. We really do value. We're just trying to strike a good deal." But either way, it's a dangerous tactic mm. uh, because you know people have got to remember. I tweeted earlier tonight when uh, he was included in the starting lineup. I found it was an interesting selection. Mm. Uh, a lot of people didn't agree. Thought, thought I was suggesting that City call the shots. I think they got the wrong end of the stick about what I was trying to say. Um, but nonetheless, it showed the sentiments in Evertonians that you know, he's, he's still an Everton player, and, and they're not prepared to accept that, uh, that he, he's a periphery man who's one foot out of the club, and um, you know. They're right, in, in a sense. If you ask me now, I still feel he'll end up a Manchester City player next yeah, season. Yeah, I think everybody does. But they're, they're in danger of jeopardising their chances of getting him. And for Everton, it's, yeah, fine. It's, you know, Not win-win, because they don't want to lose him in the first place. No. But if they keep him, well, that's OK. You know, yeah. It's not a bad thing for Everton. They don't need the money. No, well, so I mean, it's City who yeah. want the player. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my feeling is... They don't want to keep a player who's unhappy. I'd rather we sold a player who's unhappy and didn't want to be the football club. But as you say, if they don't match the asking price, and that's no secret. That's suddenly just gone up. Haven't haven't suddenly just you know pulled the carpet from under City and gone? Actually, you know, we said it was forty. It's actually more like fifty. Yeah. It's always been at least fifty, hasn't it? I think yeah. that's been 
understood from day one. Yeah. Um, look, I understand City trying to bargain and barter, and, but if they really want him and they really believe he's the he's the future and the replacement for Vincent Company, pay the money. Three things that could happen here, I think, with his transfer. You know, it could be a case of having to wait right up until the end of the window, mm. which I think does neither club any favours. Absolutely not. But particularly not Everton. Yeah. If he then leaves... I think it could be a case of he just they they walk away and he ends up staying an Everton player, or City could say to him, "You need to you need to do your bit to make this move happen." And by which I mean, yeah. we're back to last summer mm. and late in the season after the season started, John hands in another transfer request. Do you think he would? Do you think do you not think he would just feel that this is the same situation? I think it again. depends how much he wants. He wants to join Manchester City, and I think, I think he's he, done it once. Uh, why would, why uh, wouldn't he do it before? I think he's probably already made that clear though in the conversations with the club and Ronald. I think you know he's made it abundantly clear that that's where he wants. It's a tactic, though, isn't it? It's a game, really, isn't it? Does, it's, it's, does, it's, does, 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 is more made of that transfer request tactic than is actually valuable what what difference does it make I know he, he puts it down in writing and well you're puts, right because Rom's never put one in but no. he's made it clear yeah. once and me. look you, you know he puts it down in writing puts it on the manager's desk Ronald Koeman would just go yeah no what, what does it change I, I think it, it feels like an outdated method of trying to force a move to me um, but look that's by the by look, he might do it he might not I think, I think you're probably right you know generally speaking but it still has a bit of power uh, in think, terms of people's, I think, I think in, in, in it's this, got a motive punch, hasn't yeah, it? When I think, a player I think says to a wider fan base, yes, I think when it, yeah, you're right in terms of if a fan reads that or hears that the player has handed in that request, I understand that the impact outside of the yeah. football club and, and perhaps getting a message across. But I think within within a football club, I, I think you shrug your shoulders nowadays, don't you? Because he's only Maybe. told him he wants to go. Um, so I mean, it, on that, I mean, say we are. Uh, sorry, not left, not, we're left with John. Say John remains with us for, <laughs> yeah, the, first couple, yeah. for the first couple of games of the season, yeah. or maybe, uh, maybe beyond. We've obviously got, you know, uh, some growing doubts about Phil Jagielkin. He's got a hamstring problem. He had it in the last season. Hasn't travelled to Dresden. So, say in theory, Jags isn't fit for Spurs. John is is a fit centre half. Mm. Now he played against uh, played alongside Funes Mori tonight. Now. It's early days, it's pre-season, he's, you know, he's had a long summer, he's played in the Copa America final, etc. But I've got, you know, I've got concerns about Funes Mori's a long-term kind of viable option. You know, he had an up-and-down season, a lot of good stuff, but clangers in there and, and, and moments where you you worried. I mean, how did you see him play tonight? I, I thought he was disappointing tonight. Uh, I, um, I'm, I'm loath to say that... Just completely write him off because of those yeah. times last season. He scored some useful goals, which was a, th- a threat from the back that we, we didn't have. Exactly, he brought that, but we didn't he have. He brought that, that, but I think Kuman, it's more whether or not he really is a Kuman player. So he was valued for his assuredness on the ball, wasn't he? Um, his goal threat was just a bonus, but Kuman wants players to do their job. Mm. Um, another, just occurred to me now, another facet to that we'll get on to, but yeah, I. And those rumours about clubs in Italy uh, and Spain, yeah. fancying them aren't going away, yeah. are they? I wonder. Mm. However, you you know, if they're going to kind of let them go, that would require they bring in a couple of centre backs, and so far, mm. it's not happened. What I was thinking, Phil, what 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 have you made of 
of uh, Baines and Sheamus um, this preseason because they're both solid, ad- more than adequate. They're both good defenders. Yeah. But what we haven't seen of them, particularly tonight, really, is any of that attacking threat that they've been renowned for. I, th- I thought, particularly in the first half tonight against Dresden, I think I think I think Baines he was trying to force the issue down the left hand side, but. I don't think in morality he found a particularly willing or sort of able accomplice in that respect. What do you mean? I found that, that the balls were pinged into Kevin. You maybe drop in off the line or drop in a bit deeper to maybe try and help create an overlap. And it was maybe coming back too soon or he would maybe make the wrong decision, try and turn and take on three players. You know, sometimes it's frustrating he can do. I think on the other side as well, I don't think, I don't think Aaron Lennon's performance really gave Seamus any particular encouragement or any particular sort of impetus to to be going and, and overlapping because he wasn't Aaron had a, 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 a quite a disappointing game really didn't he he didn't for me he wasn't engaging their their fullback he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't drawing in their holding midfielders to, and, and for the overlaps to Seamus to to run into it's difficult isn't you, it sorry you've just said how often did you see Bainsey or Seamus bomb on and commit themselves to overlapping that winger I can't remember it happening I think no. I can't remember it happening you know I wonder if Koeman yeah. has said to them mm. you don't you, you don't take that risk you I, don't yeah, leave us exposed at the back maybe maybe that's interesting I mean I know B- Bainsey got to the byline terrifically when he came on against uh, MK Duns on, on Tuesday and he put in the cross that Aidan McGeady fluffed uh. that everybody seemed to <laughs> react about Um it's interesting. I mean, I'd, 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 I'd love to speak to Cumin about that actually, um, and see what he's thinking is because he, certainly the certainly the um, what I noticed at MK Dons on Tuesday, perhaps less so this evening, was that when we we lost the ball, um, the fullbacks were pressed up really high, yeah. and so if there was ever any loose ball, the attack was was instantly in the final kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. third, if you like. But I wonder whether, yeah, I wonder whether, you know, Koeman has now gone, you know what, because we're not passing out from the back as much, we're into the full-back mm. channel. Maybe it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, not a redundant method, but maybe it's, it's as you say, maybe it's, you're, you're a defender, that's what you do first and foremost, mm. and it's left us too far exposed, and maybe until he gets in the central midfielders, the whole midfielders, he knows can cover the ground. He won't encourage him to do it. I'll tell you one thing that I think will make an immediate difference. I might even, I'm being optimistic now, I'm obviously drunk on the sparkling water. I've been necking in the quite humid, really, night, wasn't it? Quite close yeah, warm, night yeah, in yeah. Germany. Um, make an immediate difference. Could even get Seal Scout hands on the Dresden Cup. <laughs> it's Romelu Lukaku back on the pitch. Mm. I think he'll bring the best out of Ross Barkley, which we missed tonight. I think Ross really had the ability to to win that game for us and he didn't No. Um, and I, I, it's about time we saw him really he's had his rest yeah. uh, he's had an extended rest he's yeah. been granted by and I, we need to see a bit of a uh, bit of return on that mm. uh, that goodwill um, I'm interested to see what happens when he plays tomorrow by the way and you know right up there against the away fans I don't think he'll get booed I don't think that's really interesting fan point. style yeah. but I, think I don't we'll, know what'll happen then. I, 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 I want to see him on the pitch playing yeah my feeling the relationship with, with, with the Everton fans you know if, if you think back to I think that the game first after after all his interviews came out in the international break I think it was United away wasn't it and he got a, he got a really good reception and I think 
you know, they're fully aware and understanding of, of what he said and, and the fact that he, you know, as it stands, he probably still wants to leave, but, you know, nobody wants to see him go, really, do they? And I, I think Everton fans will, will do their utmost um, to make him feel welcome and, you know, if, if that helps in any in any way, even by a, a percentage in, in, in convincing him to stay, then brilliant, you know. Um, but as you say, Really interested to see him. I think the system suits him. Um, you know, I've written about that. We spoke about that last night. Um, and yeah, I'm hopeful that it brings out more in Ross because I guess Jerry's been very good and his outlet and his pace and stuff has been a real bonus in this preseason. But he doesn't hold the ball up. That's not his game, is it? He doesn't allow others necessarily into into, into the play, does he? So uh, look forward to seeing him. Hopefully, seeing Gareth Barry uh, if he's if he's fit enough. Interested to see James McCarthy. Um, I think he'll have a point to prove. You know, new manager. You know, first new manager for him in a, in a while. By the way, you know he's worked with Martinez for what? First new manager since six, Hamilton. Then six seasons straight, maybe something like that. I'm top of my head. You know, had three. Sorry, so Motherwell or Hamilton? Hamilton. Yeah, no. Yeah. So he had obviously three seasons under Martinez at Everton. How many ever at Wigan? Um, so yeah, interesting for James. Interesting times. So, you know, hopefully he can show his best. Um, yeah, and whether we see Haruna. Maybe he might he might get some game time. It looked be... like at one point he was being beckoned to come on, didn't it? But yeah, he, uh, no, he didn't make he didn't make it in the end, did he? But no, no, tomorrow's interesting. And obviously, if Everton have got any hope of, uh, of winning the thing, they've got to go and win by uh, quite <laughs> handsome margins. So we will see. And uh, thank you uh, very much for listening. And we'll uh, we'll reconvene again tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening, and hopefully uh, speaking about a win over Betis and uh, a victory in the uh, Dresden Cup. <laughs>